So, hey guys, welcome uh, to the Mo and O Photo Show. I'm Omar Gonzalez. And I am Omar Allen. And what we are trying, we're actually trying something new. Mm. We are separate. But together. Because I might have Delta. Oh. No, no, I might not have Delta, but I was flying, so we didn't want to get together in case someone from the plane... Oh my God, I can't believe like you... You completely throw out all your worries. You're on this plane with this little paper thin mask, and it's like no, no, I I didn't throw out all my worries. I don't know what you were talking about. <laughs> I was paranoid as crap. I mean, but then back then in January it was more yeah. deep fear, and and obviously for good reason because I came back with COVID. <laughs> you yeah. did. You totally got it after that trip. Um, we wore our masks, and and there's there's a whole. It's kind of weird. I went I went to Puerto Rico, and you know they're a little bit more conservative there everyone wears masks definitely indoors and you're supposed to wear a mask everywhere you go as opposed to the u.s those of you listening outside of the u.s we don't know how it is australia is like completely on super lockdown but here in the u.s it's like free look at the baseball games yeah you know what it is the, the world was looking the united states was looking for freedom yeah. from the day it was born to the yeah. point where it's it's like we're we're shooting ourselves in the foot just to prove that we're a free country. It yeah. always happens, man, for everything. Exactly. Right, don't so breathe that. I, That's poisonous. Oh, you don't tell me to breathe in. <laughs> you can't tell. So uh, as I was saying, uh, we haven't done this in a while, so I forgot how to talk. But we are sort of we sort of partnered up a little bit with uh, Riverside. Riverside is kind of a... Big deal. All, yeah. In the video podcast world, this is as convenient as it gets. You send someone a link. I just sent Mo a link. He opened up the link. That's me, guys. Yeah. And how hard was it on your end? I clicked the link and it took me in. And then it asked me questions that helped me set up. Like, are you using headphones? Um, stuff like that. It was really... Did it was you very... shower today? Are you I mean, wearing, Don't get are you personal. Wearing deodorant? <laughs> don't get personal. So Riverside was kind enough to just let us... They're not paying us or anything, but they're letting us play uh, for free with the... With the uh, with the software and really it's really reasonable if you have a podcast or an interview show because it's only for a whole year for five it's 180 bucks for the whole year and you get five hours of recording that's the standard and they have plans that are more basic if you only shoot how much a year 180 bucks for five hours for five for five hours a month you know, oh, so if you, okay. yeah, five hours a month. So that's which a, is, like that was like if we were on schedule and did a podcast a yeah. week, we would still have an hour left over. <laughs> exactly. You know, actually, yeah. we probably have like four hours left over. But and uh, you know, it does everything. It backs up our separate audio tracks and it backs up our separate video tracks. And that's something we were doing kind of like by pressing record on our camera, and by uh, it, it's just kind of simplifies everything. So I'm excited to use Riverside. Thank you, Riverside, for sort of sponsoring us a little bit and letting us play around with the software. We're going to let you know how it goes. Not our first sponsor, but as close as we can get to it. We appreciate it, <laughs> Mr. Riverside. Do you ever feel like ebbs and flows where like you kind of are like blah photography? Like, you know, where you have peaks where you're so excited to go out and you had a great day and then other times where you don't feel like shooting or, or you actually are out there and you're like what am i doing out here have you ever had that i have gone out and then once i'm out wondering why <laughs> um but i think 
we are at different levels, right? You're you're on this is your bread and butter. This is your 9 to 5. This is your life. For me, it's a part-time, right? It's a portion of my life and it's an escape sometimes from who yeah. I am normally. So we look at it from two different points of view altogether. Yeah, I'm but just... I, I think I think in the in the summer context, I have no work whatsoever. I take the whole summer off. So I'm talking going out and shooting, like waking up in the morning and going out shooting. Sometimes I go out before the sunrise and like it's a little blah, and uh, I feel uninspired, you know. And I think that happens to a lot of us. Mm-hmm. You know, we you have to keep going out there, but there are times when you feel uninspired and you come back and you look at your photographs and maybe you don't have not even one super winner kind of thing, you know? You know, and, I, uh, I understand exactly what you're saying. Sometimes you go out there and once you're there, right, the night before you're packing your gear, you're charging your batteries, you're kind of excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going you're gonna to get that shot tomorrow. And then you get there and you don't even want to take the lens cap off. You don't, yeah, I know. You, don't, you just want to, you know, but to me... Again, I look at life a little differently with, you know, my little problems in life. So to me, just being out and getting any photographs, whether um, I actually then like I know if I I know if I didn't have a good shoot day for myself, if I don't even bother looking at the pictures when I get home. Oh, really? Yeah. No, no, no. There's there's days, you know, right off the bat that whatever you got nothing inspired you and then maybe two three weeks later i'll look at the photos and then maybe like oh that's a nice shot or i could crop and, sh- and twist it into a nice shot but if i go out and i know i had a bad day or, or i didn't feel the vibe that day i don't tend to look at the photos at all, all the right, same so, day so let's sort of brainstorm then let's let's kind of make it an activity now let's let's pretend that our listeners go out and we go out and you kind of are you know because the biggest thing is you and i have new york at our fingertips and New York is like, you know what I'm saying is you could just work one corner and get a lot of great images, but some people only have their little town. Definitely don't go out in the middle of the day. Like go, go out when the light is good because you could have like a classic, you know, and let's say it's just rural, rural America. If you have like a class, you find a classic car. Well, that could inspire you if the sun is hitting it, you know, at sunrise you can get such beautiful pictures of like pieces of the car and that that I think that will fire you up if you just work one scene but the lighting is good. Exactly. I think people might be uninspired if they're like it's flat lighting and cloudy maybe like in England and oh, you, you know what I'm saying? I mean unless unless that's what you want. You want something drastic and and you know where you could black and white it and make it harsh. I mean mm-hmm. but yeah. True yeah. true. I mean, oh, you, that's another. Actually, you came up with something perfect there. You could switch your JPEG mode to black and white. One of our one of our fellow uh, followers, he just picked up uh, the monochrome Leica, the Q2 or something like that. That's one way to get inspired. I mean, obviously, the Leica in your hand alone, you're like, Giga, <laughs> I'm ready. Good night, everybody. No, but so just that that's the whole thing. Like it, it's. Is now the only choice he has to shoot when he has that camera is black and white. Wow. So maybe maybe taking a, a note from the world of Omar, uh, make your own noir when you yeah, go out yeah. and say, I'm going to only shoot black and white today. Um, and then, you know what? That Because think about this. If you do live in a world that isn't rustling and bustling, black and white is going to give you a different perspective on everything. Absolutely. Black and white flowers, black and white fields. I know. It's, and then it's when you, beautiful you put, in its own way. Yeah, and when you put your work 
together from different days, it all gels together. You actually start picking out like a little portfolio of black and white. I, I wish I was more black and white dominant because every time I shoot it and edit in black and white, I like love it so much, but damn, the colors in these cameras sometimes are just so good, you know? Yeah, see, that's the thing. I'm lucky that I, I love black and white when I'm not doing work for other people. I, I thought you were going to say I'm lucky I have a Sony. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Sony. I don't have to worry about that. That's not nice. You're disrespectful. Oh, that's great. First you leave Sony, the first you so leave Sony. Now yeah, you yeah. leave the Yankees. You're just, just deserting me, man. I don't know. How are those yeah, Mets doing, though? Those Mets suck. Oh, man. we're so bad now. But oh, I've been watching we? the Yankees, it's we? too. Yeah, it's we, we. I, I got to stick with them because I changed teams. Same with Nikon. But now, now I have Nikon and Sony. The Sony hasn't been touched. But let's not get into cameras. Let's get back to inspiration. Inspiration. Here's another thing you could do. Well, this this could be good advice or bad advice. I think that people get caught up with like buying a new lens or buying something new that that's going to inspire you. And it does for a little while, mm -hmm. but it just ends up being kind of something that might collect dust if you don't need it. But what? So that's one thing. But what right. I was going to say um, is if you went out with an older DSLR or an older camera, I'm finding that that inspires me a lot more than shooting with the uh like the newer cameras and the ones with the crazy fast autofocus like so the I'm gonna Nikon... take it back a step I'm gonna yeah take yeah, yeah. Back a step. well let that... me finish because i was gonna say like the nikon d700 i was so inspired to shoot that beast that i had so much fun shooting it it's just so big my god oh my <laughs> but let me take it back a step because unfortunately or fortunately i don't know a lot of people aren't like us or well, like you right now. I only have one camera, like probably the rest of our listeners. Um, so, you know, shooting with an older camera may not be an option, but what you can do is buy an older style lens. Oh, that's a great idea. So if you, if you're, if you're rocking, you know, the, the, the 24 to 70 G master or the, the, the Nikon 24, 70 is 200, zero triple stabilized, go buy a, a nifty 28 or a, a nifty 50, a 35, grab something that's, that's old. manual focus. Yeah. That's, uh, manual focus. Yeah. I mean, try something completely different manual focus, just old in general, because people need to understand that lenses give a flavor to each shot. You can sometimes look at a camera, look at a photo that's not been edited and know it came from this type of lens, this era of lens, this lens in particular, yeah, because yeah. a lot of lenses have a footprint. It's, it's, it's hard to explain it, but when you see it, when you see it, when I shot with the, the baddest 25 millimeter F2, I always knew when that lens came up on my feed because that mm -hmm. was just that look, that feel. And I think that's the way to get inspired too if... You just maybe you know pick up, go to an antique store, pick up a a thirty dollar lens, a fifty dollar lens, it. Yeah, and adapt it. Yeah, adapters are cheap, especially if you go with the the non the, the manual style ones. They're very cheap, and and they're actually they do the job. They they allow you to put that lens on your comp your camera. You know what lens people mention a lot to me is the Helios. Have you ever heard of these guys? The, no, uh, the Helios. What is that? It's like a dessert? <laughs> what the company? hell are you talking about? Hey, give me a sandwich. It's uh, it's like the Helios 44, like a 44 millimeter. It's like a Russian lens, I think, but Ooh. it has like kind of a filmic quality and people adapt them to their Fuji films. And 
I people always ask me, hey, why don't you do a video on adapting vintage lenses to your to your Fuji film? Because you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of like just shooting the the you know the, the what's uh, out there. What what's, what's no? Standard? I was going to say the standard lens that come with it, mm-hmm. and uh, I have two maybe manual focus lenses that I like playing around with. But I mean, um, we could recommend uh, that that channel that does it all time. I like him, Andrew and Danae. Yeah, he's done f- adapting lenses. He, before. he loves that. Uh, yeah, you know, wh- he tells you whether that adapter's any good, and he he puts on different lenses. And he he's he he's one of those guys that isn't afraid to to go out into the rural world and take some drastic, you know, high contrast middle of the day photos. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's that's another that's another idea. Is is um. Maybe your inspiration doesn't come from shooting. Maybe it's like you go out in the middle of the day, but then your inspiration comes from going back and editing your photos, whether it be make them all black and white or or add a film curve, something you've never done before. And that or, might, you know, that might branch you out to, you know, be inspired by what you're creating. One more thing is is change perspective. If you're a wide shooter, shoot close. If you're a close shooter, shoot wide. Do something different. Yeah. Do, do something that isn't isn't what whatever you want to do first. Tell yourself, do the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got another one for you because this happened to me in, uh, in uh, Puerto Rico is I was just shooting exactly. anything. And then slowly, it like shooting became, I, I had a theme for everything that I was shooting is in Puerto Rico, you know how beautiful Puerto Rico can be. Mm-hmm. You know, there's beautiful beaches. Um, it's just like, paradise it's like a caribbean however the reality of puerto rico is if you go into a lot of the pueblos and towns Dirt there poor. are houses that are abandoned there's evidence of like hurricane maria uh, destruction and so something else that could inspire you in your town is to maybe like pinpoint one theme or one thing that you want to capture over and over and keep it in the back of your head like it could be like, let's just say store owners or stores that have been in your, your town forever. It could be shooting at an old folks home. It could be um, abandoned cars where you live. And for me in Puerto Rico, I started shooting houses that had graffiti and were abandoned um, and had plant growth that was like overgrown. Mm-hmm. Where where the where the habitat has started to reclaim it. Like I Am Legend. Remember the yeah. movie I Am Legend? With, Never uh, watched with, it. But here's what I would think. So I would go and, and look at storefronts, you know, the storefronts of my town. Like they, they're they trying to make them all the same now, but they're not all there yet. So you have to look at the the, the, the guys that are fighting the change. I would I would focus on that. If That's I would just... pretty cool. Yeah. We remember we wanted to do that. We, we just never got to around to it. We wanted to do old Hoboken. Right. Just to photograph the things that are still there from the late 1800s 1900s and sort of like put the piece them together so then when you are while you were in puerto rico did you think and this is just because some places are opening up drastically for traveling so people might be thinking about traveling what did did you feel you brought the right equipment did you ever feel like damn i should have brought this i should have left that what did you gravitate to in puerto rico yeah, so for Puerto Rico, my plan was if I'm walking around neighborhoods and things, I didn't want to f- seem like I was a photographer. I wanted to right. seem like I was just going out for a walk. Mm-hmm. So I put on my chancletas and my little straw hat. No, no. <laughs> I uh, I walked around. camouflage. With, yeah, yeah. I walked around with this little guy. I used the, um, let's see if it focuses here. Yeah, there it is. 
So this is the Fujifilm X70, which is kind of like a baby X100, mm -hmm. except it's an 18 millimeter lens. And that's what I used to sort of capture all the graffiti and all that cool stuff. And that was fun because I just put it in my pocket and then would take it out when I wanted to shoot a picture. That's cool. The, yeah, the only problem in Puerto Rico is there's no viewfinder on this guy. Mm -hmm. So the screen, you know, it's sometimes hard to see the screen. So you, <laughs> the first time you see your picture is when it comes back on the iPad. So is that something that you could fix by putting one of those smoked LCD covers? No. I, the way to, quote, fix it on this, they actually sell a a little guy you can put on top, you know, I hood thing and yeah, and then turn off the, the screen in the back. But I did bring the Nikon Z6 II and that was more appropriate when we were in old San Juan, when mm -hmm. I was walking around with the family, very touristy there. So I didn't stick out like a sore thumb and I photographed my, my goal was to photograph my kids with the 50 1.8. So portraits of them in the streets and so, um, yeah, the Nikon was great for that because it's just like straight out of camera. The pictures are so gorgeous. So that's a form of, that was a form of like portrait street photography, right? Yeah, yeah. That was totally planned. We dressed the kids up nice and uh, walked around and photographed them. And boy, Old Sang Huang is, is sort of falling apart too. It's so sad. I don't know, you know when, if, when was the last time you were there? Uh, last time I was there was in January, but obviously touring wasn't part yeah, of the Yeah, you didn't plan. go to Old Sang Huang, right? I didn't do anything. I stayed at my mom's house. Yeah. You know? But so is it falling apart, you think, because of because people don't realize how bad Maria impacted that whole Caribbean area, not just Puerto Rico. Um, and and the fact that there was very little funding going out that way, it is, is it is it because it hasn't rebuilt yet or because people are kind of like moving away from it and, and oh finding God. other places? We would need a whole like four hours to discuss like what's going on in Puerto Rico. But a lot of it has to do with. Uh, government corruption mm -hmm. slash these they give like big corporations and people huge tax breaks to come to the island you know they don't have to pay as much tax if at all if they come to puerto rico so the you know it's the same story everywhere in every country and every place in the world the rich get richer and the poor get poorer you know right and it's harder to jump into that middle class and be comfortable so in puerto rico combination of the storm Plus the the most horrendous infrastructure. The roads have potholes. There, you know, the bridges are like falling apart. It's just so like so much of it is so beyond repair that it, that they filed for bankruptcy. You know what I'm saying? Because of the corrupt yeah. government. Right. So the money's not going to where it needs to go. So yeah. things aren't being fixed. It's exactly. a whole vicious cycle. And then there's groups that want to bring agriculture back to the country because like the the united states basically subsidized puerto rico to stop you know stop planting food and being like a perfect place for the pharmaceutical companies All right and now there's groups like this grassroots groups they're trying to actually make more food in puerto rico and become sustainable like they used to be before we butted in right and, and, and they could there's... they could sustain food for the whole country you know right and there's still enough land that's unoccupied that they can do that absolutely but how did my this grandfather worked you, you know, know my grandfather in puerto rico he worked on the sugar game the sugarcane factory oh that's nice you know and um that's how he made his living and how he had a pension was he worked the fields of of you know, the sugar cane. Now, Bacardi, Bacardi rum is Bacardi rum factories there. They don't even mm -hmm. get their sugar cane from PR. Yeah. 
But anyway, listen, let me ask you another question. Let's bring it back to photography or non-sad stories. Yeah, um, I know. Sorry, I didn't mean to go sad there. but No, no, um, but it's, let this me, is what we talk about. Everything. Can I wrap up the whole like theme thing with being motivated? So um, I, th- I could see that branching out where you have a theme you're motivated about and it could do some good. Like if you start showing these photographs of these houses out in social media, you know, like you never know who's watching. Like if you have a theme that's important to you or a cause, then that could be what motivates you, you know, try to do good instead of maybe thinking about what it's, you know, it's all about you all the time, you know, stop worrying about the likes and start doing something that people. Yeah. I think I, I want to do more of that. Like things that make you feel good because you're trying to do better in the world. You know, I think that happens when you get older. Loki thoughts. My thoughts are your thoughts. Oh, first let's introduce it. Uh, for those of you that don't know on Disney plus, there's a show with the character Loki, which is the villain in the Thor mythology, uh, played by Tom Hiddleston, Tom Hiddleston, who dated Taylor Swift, man, Taylor Swift. I would never have guessed that. I am so not TMZ. (laughs) Anyway, um, Overall review, A through D. I, I'm going to go in into the low A grouping. Oh, wow. I really, I really enjoyed it. I really thought, here's the thing. Too many people put expectations on something they have no idea what's going to happen. I had no expectations. And I really enjoyed it. Now, am I going to say that there wasn't parts that I questioned? A, or, really? Yeah, honestly, in A, because I couldn't wait for the next episode every single week. Oh, and when, no. And when, it, and when it ended, I was left with that cliffhanger feeling. And yeah, that to me... Because they didn't close it out, that's why. It's, it's, not, it's not a one-time series. They shouldn't be closed out. They should be cliffhangers. should have killed it. Oh, you're so sad. I give it a D. Wow. Here's my perspective. Wow. First all of all... the opposite side. Marvel is ruining the best, one of the best characters they created in the cinematic universe. He wears a tie and and a, and slacks for the entire thing. He never becomes Loki, and I think that's what's great about that character is how confident he is, how witty he is, and in this he was like. <laughs> I think that's what I liked about it. Really? I think I think that that the fact that the entire time he was trying to puff his chest up. And then he just kept falling apart. And without spoiling too much, you know, it's it's the rebuilding of who he was. Well, but I now, agree with now, that. Now, I agree now. that he he got to see himself, or you know, sort of like look within. I get that. I got he that was, they were even, trying to do that. But like he he was doing super bravado stuff all the time. He's trying to make himself be the ultimate Loki as always. But as he's always Come been destined on. to. Okay, so we totally disagree on this. I give it a D. I hated it. I was oh, moaning. I My daughter, you know, I just kept moaning like during the bad, long. Some of these shows are so drawn out. Some of these scenes, they say that it's a lazy way to storytell when you just talk everything out. And I felt there were so many scenes that they explain everything by talking for 15 minutes, like across the table. They're on Disney. Like, it's not meant always for adults. They're, they're, they're on there for a reason. 
I don't know. I just, my daughter kept elbowing me because I'm just like, oh, dear Lord. I bet you she enjoyed it, right? <laughs> no, she hated it too. Because you but, made her um, hate it. You brainwashed her. <laughs> how about What If? Did you get to see What If? I saw the first What If. Uh, Captain Carter? Yeah, yeah. What did grade that? Uh, I will put that in a B plus. I enjoyed oh, it. Oh, you're the worst. I enjoyed it. A you know what it is? plus, baby. Oh, what? D plus? A plus. Oh. I loved it. Oh, see, so no, B plus is a strong B plus because I think I grade it because it it was too short and it's not its fault. Okay, but look look at the production that goes into that animation. I love that cell shading comic style. How do they do that? It's computer animated, sort yeah. of drawn, kind of right. Yeah, it's, it's like it's it's a weird cell shading that was used for video games a while ago and for old cartoons. Well, it isn't it the same technology as that they kind of used in Spider Verse, right? It's a little in bit? the realm. It's in it's the, in the realm. It's in the yeah. realm. But beautiful. It's not, it, I think if if you don't have Disney Plus, YouTube, just Google, uh, just go on YouTube and and, and look s- up what if yeah what if uh, Captain Carter and just see the animation style just to understand what we're talking about. It's it's beautiful. You know, I, I think, bet. Did, was there ahead, a second one yet? Yeah, there's a second one. You should see that. I haven't seen it yet, so um, we saw that we saw that yesterday. But I was gonna say, some of the uh, the only my only issue is that some of the characters look spot on, like Steve Rogers, and then some kind of like you know Barnes and Bucky Barnes doesn't mm. look like the actor. You know, so it seems like they use the face sort of of the actor and sort of animate on some of them. Like Peggy Carter kind of looks like Peggy Carter and the, the scientist. I, I saw I saw a young Bucky Barnes. I saw it. I didn't I I don't I know what you're saying. It wasn't as dead on as, as it was Steve Rogers. Not dead on. No, but everyone else was. I couldn't understand why Winter Soldier. Do you, do you think there's some kind of like uh, royalty thing with Sebastian with his face? Yeah, I, I'm thinking maybe something. Because look, look at the the Howard Stark character. Did you dead, see him? Dead like on, yeah. dead on, man. Uh, like is he is he actually like doing like uh, what is it? What capture? <laughs> Live yeah, capture? motion capture. That's what it is. Motion capture. Yeah. All right, let's end on this. Have you seen Hamilton on Disney Plus? No. You're not you told me to it. watch it a thousand times. I started watching the first two minutes and I got distracted with some kind of like dog emergency and I never went back into it. Oh, you got to get into it, man. The, 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 it's a Puerto Rican pride thing. Lin Manuel, a Puerto Rican, wrote all these great lyrics and stuff. It's, it's a cool history lesson. No, no, listen, I, I, I love the Hamilton story because I had to do a book report on it and it's a very interesting story. Uh, the ending sucks, though, right? <laughs> if you, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, let's just say things go down in New Jersey. Uh, anyway, hope. speaking of the end. All right, good talk. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Riverside, for allowing us to uh, hook up here without Skype or OBS or Zoom, which is such a pain. So hopefully this works for us, and uh, we'll report back on our findings with Riverside. Check out riverside.fm, not .com. Not riverside.fm. Like the radio sounding so good. Oh, yes. All right, well, thank you for letting us be boys being boys. Okay, do I have so outro next? music here? Nope, but I'll end with some laughing. <laughs> All right, we'll Until see you guys next, next time. All right, bye. <laughs>